but Ephesians 4, 31 and 32 tells us, get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. I don't doubt this morning that there are some here who have been hurt very badly by another human being, lied to, lied about, abused physically, mentally, emotionally, even sexually, rejected. For some of you, the pain is as fresh today as it was when it first happened. And even 30 years ago, that pain can still be fresh today if you have not dealt with it. There's good news this morning for you. You too can make peace with your past. Sometimes we need to realize that what was done, we're not responsible for, and we need to let it go. My husband used to serve as service manager at Garen's Toyota in Plattsburgh. And he used to tell about some of the customers that would come in. They'd come in screaming, hollering, carrying on, ranting and raving. And he says all of a sudden they'd step back and say, it's, it's, it's not your fault. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Somebody ran a red light and almost hit me. I had a fight with my spouse at home. Sometimes what happens to us is because somebody else is dealing with issues in their own lives. Sometimes they need somebody to vent to, and we just happen to be the nearest person. You been there? I think we've all been there, and we need to realize that. We need to realize that some people are just taking, reaching out, expressing their anger, at the nearest person. The one thing we are responsible for, we are not responsible for what somebody does to us, but we are responsible for how we respond. We are responsible for how we respond. The natural response is to harbor bitterness and anger and resentment. That's the natural response. The natural response is to retaliate, to seek vengeance, to seek to hurt back. But that's not God's response, is it? That's not how God wants us to respond. I want to tell you this morning about two different individuals. One was a very precious, precious lady named Maddie Newberry. We fondly nicknamed her Granny. When I met her, she was well in her 80s. I took care of her for a number of years while her daughter worked. She needed somebody to stay with her and to help her, so I helped her. Granny was a delightful lady. She regaled me with stories of her past, of going down to New York City and meeting some famous people down there, of seeing the first automobile drive through her little town of Hammond, New York. That was a big thing for her, of watching that first space exploration, and that first man who walked on the moon. She regaled me with all kinds of stories. We had some delightful times together. But Granny lived in a prison of bitterness 
and anger and resentment over something that her sister had done many, many years before. I would dare say it was 40, 50 years earlier. Even well into her 80s, she could not let go of what her sister had done. And to me, it was a trivial thing. But for Granny, it was not a trivial thing. And she carried that anger and resentment to her grave. Wow. I'm going to say something here. When we hold on to anger and resentment and bitterness and unforgiveness, who does it hurt? Does it hurt the other person? No. In fact, I think the person that she was still angry at had died years, of, years before. When we hold on to anger and bitterness and resentment in our hearts, our blood pressure is the one that is, goes up. We are the one that struggles with ulcers, with other health issues. When we hold on to that things, those things in our hearts, we are harming ourselves. The challenge here from Ephesians is to forgive, to let go, and to forgive. I want to tell you about another individual I met. I had the privilege, in fact, I've had the privilege three times of teaching uh, groups and going through a book I had discovered, How to Forgive When You Don't Feel Like It. <laughs> Do we ever feel like forgiving? <laughs> no, we don't feel like forgiving when somebody hurts us. But I'll tell you, I have led three different groups through studies of this book, and it has been life-changing. And I led a Sunday school class through this book a number of years ago, and we had a man in that class named Butch. Butch was a delightful man. He did not find Jesus as his Savior and Lord until he was in his late 70s. And he came to that class. And I'll tell you, he sat there every week and cried, and cried, and cried. And he wouldn't tell what was going on. He wouldn't explain the hurt. But he just would come in, and the tears would flow. There was a burden in his heart so huge. And he was having a hard time finding the ability to let go of it. Until we came to a lesson that talked about cutting the bottom out of the bag. Okay, away from the mic because this is going to get noisy. And what we did was I passed around bags that had hearts on them. That heart symbolized our heart. And I passed around a dishpan full of rocks, of pebbles. And those rocks, those pebbles represented the hurts that we had endured in life. Some of them were big, some of them were tiny, some of them were little pebbles, some of them were sand. You know what, when you get sand in your shoe, that's just as annoying as having a rock in your shoe. Holding on to those things, and it, the idea was these represented the hurts in the heart. And we went around that group that day. And what we did is I had brought scissors. And I'm not going to do this here because it's going to make too much noise and I don't want to break anything. But we went around that class. Each one had taken rocks representing the hurts that they had in their hearts. We went around that class. And I gave them the scissors. One man was there 
whose grandson was in prison related to a murder. Others were there because of marital relationships that had gone bad. Others did not express their pain. But we went around that class when we came to Butch, and I will do this, I will do this gently here. He cut the bottom off that bag as the author directed, and the rocks fell in the bucket that I had. And there was the bag, the rest of the bag. And I said to them, you know what? You've let this go. You've let these hurts go. You've let these things go. Now let this represent your heart. What happens now when something comes along to hurt you? What happens? It goes right through. You don't have to hold on to it anymore. You don't have to hold on to it. You can be free. And I'm going to tell you something. That day, Butch found freedom. As he cut the bottom off that bag, as he let those things go, he found freedom through Jesus Christ. It wasn't long after that his son-in-law committed suicide, and he and his daughter moved to Florida where they had warmer weather where they could deal better with some health issues, and he died in Florida. But when they had his funeral, they asked me to share, and I shared this story. And I'll tell you, there was not a dry eye in that place because they knew Butch. They knew how much he had been hurting. They knew his struggles. They knew his pain. In fact, his son came up to me afterwards. He had tears running down his face. He said, I never knew what happened to Dad. I never knew. We knew there was a change, but we never knew what happened. I'll tell you what happened. He found Jesus Christ as his Savior and Lord. His sins were forgiven. He had found the forgiveness of sins. But he also found the value of keeping the heart open, of getting rid of those hurts, of letting them go, of forgiving those who had wronged him. The change was phenomenal. He took, came in one day and talked about running into somebody in Sam's parking lot or Sam's store. It was somebody of another race that he'd always held on to, prejudice. It was somebody of another race. He said, I went up and I gave her a big hug. That was the change. That was the change in his heart and life. He had finally let go of the prejudices, of the hurts, of the anger, of the resentment. He found freedom. He found freedom in Jesus Christ. I don't know what you're holding on to today, but sometimes there are things that we need to let go of. And sometimes we need to ask God to help us to forgive. Sometimes we need to go to that other person and ask for forgiveness. Sometimes that, that's not possible. Uh, the one who hurt me the most was somebody that I had worked for. Wonderful couple. Wonderful couple. But when the wife wasn't around, he molested me sexually. And I came to that point where I had to, I had to forgive. If I was going to get married and enjoy a good marriage relationship, I had to forgive. I could not go back and talk to him. He had passed on, and sometimes that's what happens. And sometimes for our own good, we, if, if it's an abusive situation, sometimes we just have to deal with it in our own heart. But God brought healing to Butch. He brought healing to me. Can I tell you, friends, this morning, he can bring healing to you. 
I don't know what you're dealing with this morning. Some of you may have unconfessed sin in your life that you need to let go of. The altar here is a perfect place to do that. Some of you have hurts in your heart that you need to find healing for. The altar is a place for that. This morning, you can walk out of here free of the burdens that you bear. And I'm going to ask the worship team to come to the front. This altar is a place of prayer. Whatever it is that you're holding on to that's holding you back from where you need to be spiritually, this morning you can find freedom. I will gladly talk with you. I will gladly pray with you. I will set up a time for counseling if you need that. But today, today you can be free in Jesus Christ. Let's stand together and we'll have prayer before the worship team leads us in our song. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your goodness to us. Heavenly Father, as the worship team leads us in this closing song, we pray that you would search our hearts. Search our hearts, Heavenly Father. You know the things that we have been holding on to that we need to let go of. If there is sin in our lives, we pray that your Holy Spirit would reveal it. Help us to confess it and to find forgiveness in Jesus Christ. If there are hurts that we are holding on to, Heavenly Father, we just pray this morning that you would give us the courage to face it, to forgive, to go forward in the freedom that you offer us. Be with us in these closing moments. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Amen. Thank you, worship team. That fits so perfectly. But Heavenly Father, this morning, thank you for what you have done here. Thank you for what you are doing here. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that each one of us would be able to go forth from this place rejoicing that it is well. It is well with my soul. It is well with our souls. Lord, continue to do your work in each one of our hearts and in our lives. And Heavenly Father, may our lives be a radiant witness and testimony to those around us as we go forth from here, as we go forth into a new week. Just watch over us and keep us in your care and continue to do your work in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you.